get me. From Studio A in Arcata, behind the Redwood Curtain, it's time for... Suckatash. Suckatash Clips, the original comedy soundcast featuring snippets from comedy... Soundcasts. And here's your host from up the coast, practically unknown outside of comedy soundcasting, comedy soundcast soundcaster, Tyson Saner. Saluton, and happy things that are done at this time of year to you. Estes me, your host, Tyson Saner, and welcome to the last Succotash, the Comedy Soundcast Soundcast of 2018. What a year it has been. And that's at least partially because I took over hosting and main production duties during this year approximately 10 months ago. I hadn't really been thinking about how much time had actually elapsed because it, like everything else, seems to just keep happening. It does seem to feel like less time than a year has passed, because it has. It's pretty logical. Beep boop. Anyway, it's a show chock full of content, including a double dose of raging moderate Will Durst Bursted Durst, and featuring clips from Chill Pack Hollywood Hour, Just Say Words, Two Dude Review, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, Podcast Brothers, and Thought Spiral. We've also got a very this-time-of-year-y Henderson's Pants ad from way back in 2012, I think. And, of course, a reading from our most recent sponsor, TrumpPoetry.com. All right, let's get things underway. I'd like to mention something before we get started. Listeners of past episode of Sakatash, the comedy soundcast soundcast, might remember the soundcasts Trevor Has Friends and Just Joshin being featured in episodes 172 and 177, respectively. These are both comedy soundcasts from over at Savage Henry Magazine, a humor magazine produced locally here in Humboldt County. It's a free publication that has been published with regularity since it was first published in 2010. It was founded by Chris Durant, Sarah Godlin, Monica Durant, and Josh Duke. I follow the magazine on Instagram at, at Savage Henry Magazine, and I came across this post from December 16, 2018. It says... Monica, that's Monica Durant, co-founder of the magazine and the glue that has kept it all together for all these years, is sick. She can use your help if you're in a position to do so. She's dealing with liver failure and is facing a transplant. Links to donation sites and comments. Thank you for being a fan of Savage Henry and your support. So I'm going to provide the link. It's a PayPal. It's a modest goal of $10,000. And if you're wondering about specifics, on the page, there was an update made on December 16, 2018, which reads, Wow, everyone, I'm so relieved by the outpouring of help in so many forms. This is a crazy time. A major surgery, a month or more of intensive therapy and monitoring, a year till projected recovery, and a lifetime of medications are daunting goals, and having some weight lifted financially is a huge comfort. Thank you. So as of December 17, 2018, they're at 33% of their goal. It's very good to hear. And, of course, you can reach out to Savage Henry Magazine on Twitter at S-A-V-A-G-E-H-E-N-R-Y-M-A-G. On Instagram, they're at Savage Henry Magazine, S-A-V-A-G-E-H-E-N-R-Y-M-A-G-A-Z-I-N-E. And you can go to www.savagehenrymagazine.com. Right? Right. All right, before we get into the clippage, it's time for our first burst o' durst for the show from December 6th, 2018. This one is called Top 10 Comedic News Stories of 2018, in which our intrepid correspondent looks over the past year with an equal mixture of glee and dismay. Hey guys, Will Durst here with your eagerly awaited Top 10 Comedic News Stories of 2018. But first, a caution. This list is not to be confused with the Top 10 Serious News Stories of 2018. No, no, no. It's as different as pencil drawings of historic steam engines and a bucket of compost. There are no wildfires or hurricanes or kids kept in cages or bone saws on this list. So here they are, the Top 10 Comedic News Stories of 2018. Number 10. Give Teachers Guns would certainly add an interesting element to the faculty lounge, might help parent-teacher conferences resolve a little earlier. Number nine, Kim Kardashian meets with Trump, breaking the record for the largest assemblage of White House ass since Jimmy Carter hosted the Upper Michigan Donkey Basketball Champions in 1978. Then her husband, Kanye West, broke that record. Number eight, books on Trump. 
four major publications out already, and every one of them calls him nuttier than the hospitality suite at a squirrel convention. Number seven, Kim Jong-un and the Singapore Summit was a win-win. Trump got a great photo op, and Kim Jong-un got to leave North Korea and eat real food. Number six, Vladimir Putin and the Helsinki Summit. The president sucked up so hard, he left hickeys. Number five, the Mueller investigation. The president keeps calling it a witch hunt, more like a bitch hunt, and soon he'll be found out as a little one and get slapped. Number four, White House corruption. Rick Gates testified under oath that he stole money from Paul Manafort, who stole money from Donald Trump, who stole money from everybody. These guys are the Russian nesting dolls of crime. Number three, the Kavanaugh hearings. Women outraged for being disenfranchised and men outraged for having their entitlements challenged. Number two, the blue wave. Against all odds, the Democrats exhibit a pulse. That wasn't an election. It was an intervention. And the number one comedic news story of 2018, just like 2017 and 2016, Donald John Trump. The president calls his administration a finely tuned machine, which certainly sounds better than out-of-control dumpster fire, but might be a little less apt. For Suckatash, the comedy soundcast, soundcast, I'm Will Durst. Thank you, Will Durst. We'll be playing our second burst of Durst later in the program. All right, let's get to the clips. First up tonight, it's Chill Pack Hollywood Hour by Rational Exuberance Productions. For those of you who have never heard Suckatash before, or Chill Pack Hollywood Hour, I will read the description for you. It says, from the offices of Rational Exuberance, Dean Haglund, the actor, improv comic, and inventor, best known as Langley, one of the three computer hacking geeks on The X-Files and their spin-off series, The Lone Gunman, engages in thought-provoking, insightful, and irreverent cultural conversation with his co-host and producing partner, independent filmmaker and certified violence prevention specialist, Phil Lairness. It's your Chill Pack Hollywood Hour, changing the way you listen to the internet since May 2007. The clip will be from Chill Pack Hollywood Hour number 603, that is 603, released December 3rd, 2018. It says, when does one planned show become two shows? When Dean and Phil are recording in person in Los Angeles. Dean stopped by the historic building Phil calls home, where Oscar-nominated filmmaker Adam McKay once resided. And on this episode, they discuss such wide-ranging topics as the death and life of U.S. President George H.W. Bush, the forthcoming film Vice from Adam McKay, about former Vice President Dick Cheney, some good news coming out of the recent California fires, the live variety stage show Phil produced on his 50th birthday. That's right, happy birthday, Phil Langers. Dean's efforts to pack up his L.A. abode and his recent Michigan adventures. All that plus a plug for their dark comedy The Lady Killers in the wake of the hashtag MeToo movement for Neil deGrasse Tyson. And an Oscar-winning filmmaker and legendary magician-turned-character actor are remembered in Celebrity Deaths. So I've chosen to include the portion where they talk about the movie, because I like it when they talk about their movie. So we have uh, some serious uh, news to oh, catch people news. up on, to follow up on. Good luck. School closing, but a blizzard? Oh what, what are we talking about? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Tom, me, we're breaking news. Let me know when you're going to be leaning into okay. that microphone. I know. I okay. suddenly right. got into real news. Uh, I'll lean back. First of all, our movie, The Lady Killer, is available on DVD yes. and on demand. Yep. Uh, go to our website, theladykillersmovie.com. Com. Find out why on the same day I could get um, uh, a, a, an email from a viewer complaining about how the film didn't show enough sex and violence, <laughs> so it wasn't uh, exploitive right, enough. enough. Uh, and at the sa- the very same day, um, uh, being Chastised. having the film having the film der- yeah, derided as being uh, from the demented mind of a millennial <laughs> so apparently i'm a millennial well congratulations yeah, that I'm, 50th birthday is really I'm rolling getting back younger <laughs> how can i be both those things so maybe the truth is somewhere in between and we hope Fantastic. that you will check it out theladykillersmovie.com. There is a screening going to be coming up in uh, Michigan, in your neck of the woods. Uh, yes, I understand. once I can coordinate everything. Yeah, so we'll, oh my uh, gosh. we'll keep people uh, in touch. And, and again, this conversation, we find the film uh, being released, you know, as uh, where it just, it seems, as Matt Giles said, to be so culturally relevant. Yep. And with each passing day, all the more so. Uh, welcome to Time's Up and Me Too, Neil deGrasse Tyson. 
How did that happen? That's a shocker, isn't it? Is it, though? Is it? Mm-hmm. This is what I want to ask you. When okay. you heard that news, were you shocked? Well, yeah, here's, well, that's the thing about power, isn't it? Isn't it? Yes, power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And once you are in a powerful position, uh, somehow... All things I, go out your window. Yeah, I I can't even claim to be disappointed, let alone surprised, because I'm so not surprised <laughs> that I can't even afford. Um, all I can say is, great, exactly what we need. Just another reason for people to ignore science. <laughs> thanks. Aww. Thanks, Neil thanks. deGrasse Tyson. Well, and this is now the thing. When you get into a position of power, you have to step even more gingerly than ever before. But, or gingerly, oh or, yeah, well, and like, of course he's a big star on uh, on the Nat Geo network, yeah. which is now owned by Fox. <laughs> and I'm shocked, shocked that there would be sexual impropriety going on at a Fox-owned network. Uh, it's hey. almost like the moment they bought it, <laughs> it was in his new contract <laughs> that he uh, had to do it. Now these are older claims, of course, but it is. Uh, I don't know what does one. Uh, do and say at a time. No, like if this. anything, if these are older claims, as you're saying, then if anything, the purchase of Nat Geo by Fox probably helps those claims come to the surface, right? Because they are super sensitive, absolutely, and they are now fighting misogyny uh, wherever hope, they can. You hope, or at least, I do hope they're at least uh, systematically. At least, at least they're fighting uh, future lawsuits, <laughs> right? Because know. we know that they can't afford. Right. It sometimes is in your financial interest to do the right thing. Yes. Which is how we say that things will really change when everybody realizes it's in their financial interest to do so. We can have a really effective economy based on renewables. Renewables and and equality and uh, having... Once we squeeze every drop out of exploitation, every (laughs) dollar we can, then we will take you up on this offer of making money. Off the right thing. Well, and 100% of your workforce that is equally paid and equally working. How about that? Why not instead of 50, 51, 49? So you can find the show on Twitter at Dean and Phil. That is capital D-E-A-N, capital A-N-D, capital P-H-I-L. Dean Hagland is on Twitter at D-H-A-G-L-U-N-D. That is D Hagland. Phil Ernest is at P-H-I-L-L-E-I. R-N-E-S-S. And you can go to www.chillpackhollywood.com for the show archive. Chillpack is spelled C-H-I-L-L-P-A-K. And for more information on The Lady Killers, go to theladykillersmovie.com. T-H-E-L-A-D-Y-K-I-L-L-E-R-S-M-O-V-I-E dot com. Our second soundcast clip comes from a soundcast called Just Say Words by Just Say Words Podcast. Its description reads, The Just Say Words podcast covers everything from social issues, pop culture, race, tech, movies, and much more. It's hosted by Jay. That's spelled J-A-E. Jay, you may remember, was a guest on Crystal Clear, a soundcast that I clipped for the previous episode, number 183. The clip is from episode 239, Face Down Plates, released November 18th, 2018. Its description reads, on this episode, I talk about voting and a bunch of random ramblings filled with jokes and much more. So specifically in this clip, host Jay tells us how he dealt with his Netflix account being hacked. Uh, recently, I found out that my Netflix account had been hacked. That was a weird day. Um, so I was chilling. I don't normally watch Netflix, so it wasn't a big deal to me. Um, but I'm, I'm a, so first of all, I'm a Hulu guy. I watch Hulu almost every day. Um, and so I was like, yo, let me see what's on Netflix. I had kind of been talking about watching Black Mirror again um, or something like that. I think this was around the time. This might have been right before Halloween. And so I go on my Netflix and all the language is in Spanish. And I was like, what? I was like, oh, maybe I maybe I hit something or uh, maybe it's it's off. Um so I was like, I don't, I don't know what's going on here. So I just switched uh, to a different account, um, and that account was in was in English. But then when you played the show, it came up in Spanish. Like it was just people talking Spanish, and I was like, what, what, what the fuck is happening? So I was like, all right, man, I'm gonna have to go in here 
change these settings. Um, something's obviously wrong. So I go in there and it's an email that is not the email I signed up with. It's like Thor. It wasn't Thorax, but it was Thorax at some weird ass email account. Uh, and I was like, yo, what? No, this is bullshit. So I tried to go in there and was like, let me reset the password and set it to this thing. Thinking I could do it like a workaround and that didn't, that didn't happen. So I ended up having to call Netflix. Uh, and Netflix is, so Netflix is really cool about letting you do whatever. So I explained to them, Hey, my account is hacked. Uh, this, this thing has happened. This account that is up here is not mine. I do not know how this happened. Um, and so they're like, Oh, well, can you prove that this is your, this is not your account? And I was like, so it is my account. This email that's up here is not mine. And they're like, Oh, okay. Well, when did you sign up? And I was like, forever ago. Like before y'all started making like original shows. <laughs> like, it's always this weird, awkward silence from this girl. She was like, Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we went in there, we rechanged everything. But it's still kind of fucked up because even though everything is now set back to English and all my accounts or whatever switched over, the security is updated. Some of the shows still play in Spanish. So I don't really know what to do with all of that. And also, I didn't know people was out here hacking Netflix accounts. I assumed they were just making dummy emails and doing it in a way to where, well, I guess that makes sense now. I just talked myself right through the solution. Making dummy emails and essentially either not paying or getting somebody else to pay for them. And shout out to whoever just did that because I've been paying for Netflix forever and not thinking about it. Um, so I guess that is the get over plan. Damn, that feels, I feel extra stupid now for even saying that out loud. But no, here we are. Uh, <laughs> here we are uh, getting over for for everybody watching Netflix. Hey, listen, man, they watched a bunch of good shows too. I mean, well, they watched like a bunch of like the Mexican uh like whatever those are like all the like latin crime shows and uh shows about like retaking and building mexico so i mean i get it hey do your thing man wherever y'all at shout out to y'all but uh uh no more no 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 won't be doing that anymore so yeah i had to go through a cleanup matter of fact i should just delete those accounts because i hate it because that's the thing about netflix they do not hey because you watch once upon a time in mexico and uh el chapo and this thing here's everything um Aladdin do you want to watch that no I don't want to watch that I learned my lesson one time uh one of the holidays I let my family come down they watched one Medea movie and my shit was fucked up forever it was just a bunch of <laughs> it was just a bunch of who ate the potato salad don't who mama is that all them wild ass black titles that straight to DVD like who who it wearing my house coat who did this thing do Roger, uh, Mr. Brown, I was about to say Roger Brown Mr. Brown and the Three Temptations or whatever the fuck, like whatever the wild ass titles are, it was a bunch of that shit, like it was a bunch of those titles where I couldn't even see what was new it was like, because you watch Medea for 30 seconds, do you want to watch every sad Tyler Perry movie, also do you want to see all these other random movies with Jalil White as the, the lead and uh, the dude from Trippin' Uh, aka Bud, <laughs> B. The, uh, no, I don't. Want, I don't want to watch any of that. Hey, how about Queen Latifah? Do you love Queen Latifah movies? Here's thirty eight of those, and I'm like, I don't want to. Nope, I don't want. I don't want to do that. I come on Netflix, be on my side. Why are you acting like this? Um. So yeah, that's I don't. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. So matter of fact, I just talk myself in to deleting some of these accounts and just keeping it down to like one or two accounts. But yeah, it's insane. So to y'all out there please i hope nobody has hacked y'all's netflix accounts because that is too much to go through uh just on the on the trauma side just out of pure trauma you don't want no part of that so the show does not really have a twitter account but you can communicate that you have listened to them by using the hashtag wordspod that is capital w-o-r-d-s capital p-o-d the website is at poddealers.net which is p-o-d-d-e-a-l-e-r-s dot n-e-t on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash words pod. Their email is just say words pod, capital J U S T, capital S A Y, capital W O R D S, capital P O D at gmail.com. And you can find them on iTunes, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and I found them on SoundCloud at www.soundcloud.com forward slash just say words pod. 
all one word, all smooshed together. All right, third up tonight. Here's a soundcast called Two Dude Review. Now, that is the numeral two, then capital D-U-D-E, then capital R-E-V-I-E-W. I have to explain it because that's all smooshed together. It's very similar to a hashtag, or a license plate, I suppose. Anyway, its description reads, Two Dude Review, weekly podcast hosted by Brian Bradley and Chad Hamilton, featuring Karina Dollahide, based on the book, 1001 Movies You Must See Before You Die. Brian and Chad are longtime friends and lifelong movie geeks who love to talk at length about their favorite films. Each week, we watch a movie from the 1001 Movies list, research the film, then discuss and rate the movie from our perspectives. We pride ourselves on bringing quality content and maybe even a laugh or two in the process. The clip is from their episode released November 30th, 2018 on Jurassic Park. Its description reads, What the hell genre is it? Science versus religion versus capitalism, and Chad has the hiccups as we discuss Jurassic Park. Uh, Jurassic Park. And in this clip, the hiccup fit begins midway through an attempt to discuss science versus capitalism as it pertains to Jurassic Park, and gene editing gets thrown into the mix. Is there a deeper meaning to this movie with the whole science versus capitalism kind of thing going on? Oh, I still say... Jeff Goldblum's yeah. speech. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, is that kind of like almost the point that Crichton was trying to make? That is religion or... versus science. This, this, this is mm. the most religion versus science no, movie ever. I yes. wouldn't say religion. No. I would. Yeah, it is. No, just in this is what science say... should do. Versus, I mean, just because you can do it, should you do it? That, yeah. that is religion no, I, versus I wouldn't science. Say... No, it's yes. not. Yes, it is. Uh, come on. Think about the latest news story. Has nothing to do with religion. In, uh, uh, what was it, Japan? There was Chinese babies just born. I know. Is that right? Yeah, that like, that's religion with... versus... Yeah, like, that if, has nothing if to do with girls, they grow them. have nothing to do with it. No! China I'm out of here. Fuck no this. fucking religion. No. <laughs> China has no, no religion. All right, They're all right. communists. Hold on. So, so how is that... They... Okay. So the latest thing is that China turned around and uh, uh, had an... Eighth resistant uh, baby. <laughs> wow, that's. Uh, but <laughs> but the thing is, the question is, the scientific community, by the way, is freaking out because they're like, should this have been done? Because none of them know. But no, it has nothing to but, do with what religion. What does this have to do nothing with Jurassic do with Park? It. Nothing. Yeah, as I say, I'm not because, really like a Jurassic Park. I'm because the Jurassic Park aspect comes in. Where they said, yeah, you can do it, but should you do it? Because in the end, they do not know what the end yeah, result is going to be. That's Homer Simpson and Marge logic. No. That's the only no, tie. No, that's there. the whole logic here. Just because you can, should you? Yes. It's literally. So what you're saying said, is you're going to defy that's the, your shit. Right, we're, we're going away from the question. The question was so, about specific science and capitalism. So, not I would, science and religion. But Chad what, brought that bullshit up. Uh,. <laughs> Yeah, you're an asshole. No, go, go, no. You know what? When you're done fucking yourself, go fuck yourself twice more. But that's what happened uh, with this baby, though. I should be so lucky. <laughs> Jurassic Park. That's what's happening with the current situation with the baby. They're trying to figure out that they genetically modified a baby to be AIDS-resistant. Now the question is, they don't know... No, they don't know what's going to happen. Still, they can still drown their children. It's fine. Guys, We've got plenty of water. They don't know yeah. how this is going to affect them later on. All right, so what was... This ain't Mad Max, motherfucker. There's water everywhere. Yeah. We can still I drown people. Like, All right. Guys. Thanos was dead right. All right. <laughs> get rid of him. All right, right now. Warrior. Right now. Oh, God. Chad Thanks, Mel Gibson. the worst hiccups in the world. It's... Yeah, it's actually pretty entertaining. It is pretty entertaining. All right, well, all right so capitalism is the question. Uh, is Capitalism? Is it... <laughs> question mark? <laughs> I'm trying to keep us on point. I am. I'm trying. Uh... Hold on to your butts. You know. So capitalism. <laughs> what was should the question? We, should we exploit the abilities of science <clears throat> yes. to make yes. something so, like this? John Hammond. He made an awesome point where, you know, the lawyer was like, oh, we can sell us to anyone, you know, five, ten thousand dollars. Motherfucker. Everybody. <laughs> Everybody. Which now here's here's the. Uh, are you going to do the Elon Musk Mars thing? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, that's, that's what I was just thinking of. It was the Watch Elon Musk, you know, the Mars God. thing. 
that that is always. Oh, hold on, hold oh, on. There we go. Upside Wait. down, Chad drinking. Upside down, Chad drinking. Did we get rid of him? Hold on. Oh wait, we didn't shake him. Hold on. Hold on, I got time. Wait, wait. Do we have to rub his? Wait, do we have to rub his? They're head? not going. Fuck. Uh, the most unbelievable thing I found to this movie: Max are running the whole park, and Chad can't get rid of the hiccups. Chad's still hiccuping. God. Right, right at the beginning, you know what? <laughs> That should be his intro. Don't oh, worry, guys. Yeah. The dogs are about to start fighting, too. Yeah, that's great. Oh, fight yeah. dogs over my hiccups. Do it. It's Fight Club. We don't talk about Fight Club. Back off, dog. Dave, right. we got hiccups. We got to fight. All right, so we're falling apart. Yeah, you think? <laughs> Uh, I did say uh, that the weirdest part to me was that Max were running the whole park. That's the most unbelievable thing. Max? What? Macintosh. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. No, they, well, I mean, the computers were, but it was still, still not a, an Apple OS. Yeah. Uh, it was It was Unix. And, and Samuel Jackson, as he was typing, <laughs> he was saying commands. If you look on the goddamn screen, he was not typing anything near what he was saying. Well, yeah. He was like... Run command XO, and it was like, lol, bra, not gonna do it, dude. And then, ah, ah, ah. Now, as far as the social media and websites go, neither Brian Bradley nor Chad Hamilton appear to have a Twitter account. However, the show can be reached at two dude review com. That is at simple numeral two capital D U D E capital R E V I E W capital C O M. And Karina Dullahide is on Twitter at Karina Dullahide, which is at capital K-A-R-I-N-A, capital D-O-L-E-H-I-D-E. And you can go to www.2dudereview.com. Again, that is 2, D-U-D-E-R-E-V-I-E-W.com. This episode of Suckatash is sponsored in part by TrumpPoetry.com, a chronological ode to a fake muse. Enjoy a rhyming spin on the news of the day every day, as well as over 500 archived daily verses thoroughly covering the White House, America, and the world with a sticky caramel coating that's impossible to remove. That's TrumpPoetry.com. Everything you need to know in rhyming couplets. TrumpPoetry.com. Yes, it's TrumpPoetry.com. In this episode, I'll be reading number 763 from December 20th, 2018. A rhyme to toast our soon departing speaker. Paul Ryan, your three tumultuous years did much to stoke environmental fears and stroke the rich while making poorer weaker. Yes, please bemoan our broken politics and carp about surging entitlements. While handing over blank checks for defense, let's hope that your departure starts the fix. You rode in on a promise to cut spending and rode out on an awesome deficit. No room to pay for Medicare, and yet, there's always more for war that's never ending. Bad news? You're unemployed. Expect a slump. Good news? Hey, you no longer work for Trump. Now, you may have noticed that when I read that last one, I used the method again to indicate quotes by snapping. So I'll be continuing that as long as it continues to get the message across. So our second selection is from December 18th. It's number 765. Resolved and standing proud, he'll shut it down. The wall? No problem. Call Pelosi's bluff. A time to show the world he's got the stuff. So easy lies the head that wears the crown. Transparent Sarah Sanders says, Hold on, we'll scrape up that five billion other ways. What happened to the line, Mexico pays? Like other campaign promises, it's gone. But history says that walls stand much for show, and largely serve for ego and distraction, the smoke to blur corruption and inaction, abuse of those with nowhere else to go. Dirty and poorer, so says Fox's Tucker. As sponsors slowly leave this racist huckster, and on the same day there's a bonus limerick, here it is. I need to erase from my head the image of Woody in bed. Young Englehart's depictions of erotic non-fictions are for me, I regret, best unread. 
Ho, 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 and Merry Christmas. It's me, Mark Hershon, executive producer and Yule Log of Succotash, the comedy soundcast soundcast. It's been a busy year in the world of soundcasting, as you can probably tell by the amazing array of clips that our host Tyson Saner has been featuring throughout this past year. And it doesn't look like it's going to slow down anytime soon. I want to thank each and every one of you for listening, as well as the Succotashians who continue to support the show by subscribing on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Laughable, or any of the other distribution points upon which this show appears. If you'd like to give us a little Christmas gift by popping over to iTunes to rate and review us, we'll know that our letter to Santa got through. On behalf of everyone at Studio P and Studio A, I wish you happy holidays and a very prosperous and laughter-filled new year. Cheers! "'Twas the night before Christmas, when all through the house not a garment was stirring, not even a blouse. The shirts were hung by the jackets with care, in hopes that some pants soon would hang there. The boxes were nestled all snug in their drawers, while socks, athletic and tubular, had been left on the floor." And Mama in her kerchief and I in my cap were worn out from discussing our marital gap. From the hangers in the closet there arose such a clatter, I yanked open the door to see what was the matter. I pulled skirts and blazers aside like a flash, yanked down all my ties, my belts, and a sash, Though the weak light in that cupboard could barely show The inside of the place where all our clothes go Yet what to my wondering eyes should appear A dozen new pads to cover my rear Being hung like a sailor I'm sorry, being hung by a tailor So lively and quick I knew in a moment it must be Saint Nick More rapid than eagles, his hands they did fold, those pants on wooden hangers so old. He said, oh, now here are some pants they designed for Nixon, and two pairs of trousers custom made for Wolf Blitzer. Check out that zipper, make fast the clasp, for soon pants from Henderson's will save your sweet ass. (laughs) You've heard of their dungarees, pet pants, and khakis, their Wake Island shorts were proclaimed to be tacky. Won't you please try on a pair of Henderson's best, perhaps some turtleneck trousers with a vest, or ballet pants, clam diggers, space pants for sure. Why not their drifter chinos, picnic pants, and more? There are plenty of Henderson's pants to go round. Great pantaloons at a bargain are yours to be found. That jolly old fellow, he saw I was a skeptic and realized that the hard sell at Christmas made me quite dyspeptic. So he mellowed a bit and gave me a smile and suggested we just kick back for a while. I asked him point blank, do you have time to waste? You've only got one night to be all over the place. He laughed and said not to worry. Thanks to a secret, he was in no hurry. He showed me from the sides of the trousers their sprouted wings, with pockets so deep he could carry all of his things. A sales spiel on Christmas? Are you joking? You can't! He winked and he said, Brand new from Henderson's. They're the new Santa Pants. Originally made for sneak thieves, elves, and guys who sit on thrones in the middle of department stores right after Thanksgiving, Henderson's original Santa Pants are available at the North Pole. And that's it. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year from Henderson's, makers of nice knitwear and naughty naugahyde since 1829. And now back, ho, 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 to Succotash. Ah, I love a good Henderson's pants ad. I'm not sure that I've I've heard a bad one. I don't even know what a bad one would sound like. Anyway, back to the clips. Our fourth clip selection for this evening is from a soundcast called Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. It's relatively new. It's by Team Coco and Earwolf. Its description reads, After 25 years at the late night desk, Conan realized that the only people at his holiday party are the men and women who work for him. Over the years, and despite thousands of interviews... 
Conan has never made a real and lasting friendship with any of his celebrity guests, so he started a podcast to do just that. Deeper, unboundedly playful, and free from FCC regulations, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend is a weekly opportunity for Conan to hang out with the people he enjoys most and perhaps find some real friendship along the way. This clip is from the episode released November 19th, 2018, which is pretty much their first episode. It's Will Ferrell. And in the description, it says, Comedian and actor Will Ferrell feels awkward about being Conan O'Brien's friend. Will joins Conan along with trusty assistant Sonam of Sazian and producer Matt Gourley to reflect on his unmatched commitment to comedy, sharing humble roots with Conan at the Groundlings, feeling good about bad interviews, and remembering the comedy bit Will performed on Late Night that got them both in trouble with Lauren Michaels. Plus, Conan answers questions from fans about hair, Star Wars, and staff favorites. In this clip, Will Ferrell recounts a long-running bit involving a costume from Smokey and the Bandit. As a long-time admirer of yours, I get to ask this a lot. People say, who makes you laugh the hardest? And I, I consistently say, Will Ferrell, because he doesn't care. He goes down these deep, deep wells. He does not care if you're coming with him or not. And you follow him out of fascination and I don't know where that comes from. You have oh, you have dead shark well, eyes and uh, you are – I think it's that thing. You know, and it happened on my um, audition for Saturday Night Live. You know, they do it different every year as yeah. you know. But that yeah. year that I did it, everyone had to do it in 8-H and it was – there's no audience <laughs> and there's just a camera <laughs> and someone holding a boom mic. Yeah. And just the glow of Lauren Michaels' cigarette as he smokes it. No, uh, but <laughs> he doesn't in smoke the, in the darkness. No, <laughs> but you're literally alone. Yes, and it's so intimidating and so awful that I was like, "Oh, it can't get any worse than this." So I'll just try to relish the moment. So yeah. that same, I've I've kind of just followed that practice. You've always done that. I remember early on when you were on Saturday Night Live, and you were not. You did well right away, but you had sort of, sort of, but yeah. you it hadn't. I was announced the most annoying newcomer. Were you really? Yes, yes. Okay. Sherry O'Terry was like the outbreak star. Yeah, and then Will Ferrell, most annoying newcomer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> There's one guy not to watch. This guy won't shut up. Yeah. But you have forgotten about that. Oh, I, have, I, I say it in my prayers every night. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember. <laughs> That I was doing the late night show on the sixth floor. Because when did you start? You started 93. In, yeah. What right year did before, you start? 95. Okay. Yeah. So right around the time my show is sort of starting to gel and, and get up and running. It took us about two years to figure out which <laughs> what the hell we were doing. <laughs> right. But uh, I remembered uh, a guy who worked on our show also hung out at Star Not Live and he was talking about you. Okay. And he said, there's this guy, Will Ferrell. And he's really funny, but he does these things. And I don't know if he's kidding or not, or if he's crazy. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, he did his, tell me if this is true. Yeah. This is what I heard at the time. Right. And I'm pretty sure it's not lore. He told me that, no, this guy will, this kid will. The last sketch that he was in mm -hmm. on Saturday Night Live, he had to be dressed in a certain costume. Oh, the Jerry Reed outfit. Yes. Like a, like a full-on country music mm -hmm. star outfit. Mm -hmm. And he wore it to the after party, which mm -hmm. Saturday Night Live always has, mm -hmm. and then continued to wear it for weeks. Well, not only for weeks, for the whole entire second half of the season. Yes. 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 And I had a, a yeah. friend of mine. Then people yeah. started to tell me, I kept thinking mm -hmm. he's going to drop it. Mm -hmm. So then weeks later, someone would say, I was at the Natural History Museum <laughs> and I saw Will Ferrell walking down the street <laughs> in, his, in his country western costume. I'll describe the outfit to you. Yeah. Wrangler jeans. Yeah. Like 1970s Nike track shoes. Mm-hmm. A uh, Western shirt with a down vest yeah. and a trucker's cap. Trucker's cap. And I was playing Jerry Reed. Yep. Uh, from the Smoky and the Bandit movie. From the Smoky and the Bandit. Great musician. In, yeah. in, in, a, in a sketch that for some reason, you remember how the shooting days went at SNL. We had a pre-tape, but I, we shot part of it in the first part of the day, and we weren't shooting the second part till the next. So I decided I'm just going to hang out in my Jerry Reed costume all day during rehearsal. And whatever. But then I decided to wear it to the after party. Then I wear it to the pitch meeting the following yeah. Monday. And then it was this writer, Tom Giannis, who was like, because yeah. it was a run of three shows. He's like, please 
wear it for the next show too. So I started wearing it show week number two, then show week number three. And I thought, okay, this was funny enough. And it was Tom was like, please wear it for the rest of the year. It'll be so inspirational. And I'm, I'm like, you're right, Tom. I have to do this. <laughs> I don't know why this, this is a, what separates you. I don't you know why this was a badge of honor. Yeah. So I'm like, there's no reason not to. And it became this beautiful comedy litmus test. And it would get funnier and funnier and funnier to people. Other people would be like, there are other people who are more of the staff who'd be like, would you stop? What's wrong with you? Right. Don't. Now, I didn't wear it consecutive. I would launder it on occasion. Yeah. But for the most part, I wore it from February to May. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and at one point, I had Alec Baldwin was hosting, and he said, uh, are those your normal clothes? <laughs> is, this, is this an outfit you normally wear? <laughs> and I go, <laughs> I go, I don't know how to explain this to you. But no, this is like a long-running joke. He's like, good, because it's not a good look for you. <laughs> and, uh, if you'd like to reach out to Conan O'Brien on Twitter, you can. He is at capital C-O-N-A-N, capital O, capital B-R-I-E-N. Will Farrell, I do not believe, is on Twitter. I have attempted to find him, and I, I cannot. Sonomovzazian is at Sonomov, S-O-N-A-M-O-V. Matt Gourley is at capital M-A-T-T, capital G-O-U-R-L-E-Y. And you can find the show at www.earwolf.com, that is E-A-R-W-O-L-F.com, forward slash show, forward slash Conan hyphen O'Brien, no apostrophe in there, and at www.teamcoco.com, that is T-E-A-M-C-O-C-O dot C-O-M. Next up... The Podcast Brothers by AudioFam Network. Its description reads, We are the Podcast Brothers, two real-life brothers who are similar because we're both Geminis, lol, but also have different viewpoints. The authentic and entertaining sibling dynamic, when Kayla King is there, she offers a unique female's perspective. Not only do we discuss some mainstream hip-hop events, but we somehow relay those events into engaging topics of discussion regularly discussing topics relating to health and wellness, especially as it pertains to minorities, more specifically African-Americans, routinely have guests that represent a wide range of professions and interests, from politics and health to entertainment and media, every evolving podcast that's a part of a growing media network. Hashtag AFN, hashtag AudioFam, F-A-M, hashtag PodbrosNJ, P-O-D-B-R-O-S, capital N, lowercase j. This clip is from episode 110, Love is Free, with Official Sham God, released November 5th, 2018. Its description says, Flaw 700 and Fresco are two real-life brothers with a podcast who touch on topics such as mental health, relationships, love, and life. We jump right into the bullshit. The segments are listed as Dane Jones was found lynched in his mother's backyard, the Sham God interview, how do you shut up your inner critic, thoughts on moving in with your partner before marriage, Pharrell issues a cease and desist on President Orange for using the song Happy. Ashanti dropping fire photos but not dropping any music. Akon is thinking about running for president in the year 2020. Um, fuck is you doing? That is capital F-U-C-K, capital I-Z, capital U, capital D-O-I-N. All one word, scrunched together. And then uh, it says use these hashtags when you listen. So in this clip is a bit from a segment called Fresh or Fiasco. Go ahead with the fresh fiasco. So we're going to do fresh or fiasco. Fresh or fiasco number one. Pharrell issues a cease, a cease and desist to President Orange because he used the song <laughs> Happy. He's not even the president. He, he called that nigga though. President Orange. <laughs> fresh or fiasco. What we think of that? Um, it's a, it's fresh. It's fresh. I, I believe the main reason that he issued the cease and desist is because at the time he chose to use the record after the shooting for the people yeah, in, in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Asshole. Yeah, so like... like Why are you happy, asshole? Right, like there's nothing happy about that situation as the cease and desist order stated when I read it. There's nothing happy about that situation. So yeah. they, he don't want his music used in that form for people to then possibly look at him negatively like yo like why is this shit being played right now for this situation this isn't anything i don't condone or uh, uh or side with anything that happened with this so you can't use my music and try to weave me into that fucking poisonous web i'm good 
Yeah, the whatever he is, he's so classless and tasteless, and he has no couth. So f him. Um, it's definitely fresh that Pharrell and his team said, um, "No, that's not what we're going no, to do." No, no. Yeah, it's not no, what we're no, going no. to do. Um, definitely fresh. Definitely fresh. Good catch to whoever Pharrell's team is. PR. Good catch. Yeah. Shut that shit right. I feel down. like that shit's super fresh. Yeah, mm, right. Super fresh. Yeah, like send a professional shit. Ask If email. I don't want y'all to, you know. And from I believe Pharrell owns yeah. all his shit as well. Yeah. So, yeah, let me get that. You cannot and will not use the song "Happy." <laughs> I'm gonna make it over. unanimous. I'm gonna go fresh, man. It's fresh. Um, if I guess it's one victory we can victory that we can get. You know, this has been a crazy few weeks. That's been happening with the uh, the murders and just the racist activities going on. And yeah. if this is the one little victory that we can get, it, keep in mind, it's election week. Yeah. We still got a few more victories to go. But as of right now, the cease um, and desist order is pretty dope. So shout out to Pharrell for pulling them cards, man. Shout out to Pharrell. Grinding. Or fiasco. <laughs> Ashanti. Okay. is dropping fire photos, but we ain't hearing no music. I'ma go fresh because she looks good. <laughs> and she I does. want everybody to keep in mind that Ashanti does a lot of writing. So she might be behind the boards writing some of your favorite songs that you might not know about. You know, you and it's okay. It. And it's okay to switch lanes. I think that people put, very okay. Like like let's take fifty cent for example. When Prime he first example. came out, he was super hot selling mad records. Super hot fire. He still makes music. But it doesn't get the same reception that it did back in 2005. And people are saying 50 is washed. But he he's has not. so many shows, so many avenues, so many so many different revenues. He's creating money. He doesn't have to make a number one hit record. No, he don't. Ashanti right now, to me, does not need a number one record. She has them. She still writes uh, music. I ain't heard nothing about her being bankrupt or nothing. And she, and did I mention... That she, she looks good. Looks you look good. good. Listen, listen. Fresh. I don't I don't give a damn if she never drops another record ever. If she drops oh, one pick a month on Instagram, I'm satisfied. I'm good. That is a bad, beautiful woman. Let me tell you, baby, please just keep taking pictures. If you make records, cool, that's fine. You know what I'm saying? But you're easy on the eye, baby. Real easy on the eye, and we appreciate you. It's fresh. I'm going to say it's, uh, it's fresh. Okay. Yeah. You know, I feel like do what you want. Like, mm-hmm. you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I feel like if we can't time. appreciate you for this <laughs> and you doing that, like, I you know, let's look appreciate, at you. Yeah, let's appreciate you for doing Right, well, what you doing? Yeah. It's nothing you know wrong saying? with switching lanes. Man, I think look. that's what we yeah. all should be doing. If the music ain't popping, I'll be a model. I'll do I'll do something else. It's about getting your foot in the door. Anyway, like, m- music is just one avenue. avenue. Or whatever your primary occupation is you just yeah. one particular avenue yeah. that gets you to connect to the rest of the avenues yeah. you use that platform to build up to get to the rest then you kick the rest of the doors down from and there how, and how about people who never even really heard of Ashanti but just start following mm. off the strip of, of yeah. Instagram right. like they don't even right. know then her they go music. back and listen to her yeah. that don't know her music and then they go back and listen to her catalog and like and the way they heard her first album like I did mm-hmm. classic album mm-hmm. like, I like oh, the first shit. album a lot actually like, you know yeah yeah, fact though. What you got, Kayla? Oh yeah, I say fresh. Get in where you fitting, girl, and you look good. Shout yes. out to the um, <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. She, I feel like she definitely looks better now than she. Yeah, did. she. She was never ugly. Looks, but good. she looks. But it's like very, her body is like delicious. matured because she wasn't that thick when she. Oh was, baby, um, I wanna love you. Like baby. when she was making music, <laughs> I wanna love um, you. Baby. Yeah, that shit fresh. And yeah, you she, look good. Damn, she yeah, she look good. good. Ashanti, if you hear this, we, we love, you love you at the yeah, podcast, brother. Come on to the show. Come on to the <laughs> show. We it. can talk about it. <laughs> we can have that conversation. Let's talk about it. If you like what you heard and you'd like to reach out to the show, you can on Twitter at Podcast Brothers. That is capital P O D C A S T, capital B O R T H E R S. Flaw 700 is Flaw Siegel, who you can reach at Flaw 700 on Twitter. That is capital F L A W, the numeral 7, the numeral 0, the numeral 0. Fresco. According to a tweet from at Podcast Brothers, is indicated to be at capital F R E S C O. However, I am not certain that is Fresco's actual Twitter account. Also, I cannot find Kayla King on Twitter or Instagram, but you can find the show at thebrotherspod.com. That is T H E B R O T H E R S P O D dot C O M. And the website link from iTunes is at www.spreaker.com. 
S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R dot C-O-M forward slash show forward slash podcast bros. All one word. Finally tonight, a podcast called Thought Spiral by Andy Kindler and J. Elvis Weinstein. Its description reads, comedians Andy Kindler, Bob Burgers and Marin, and J. Elvis Weinstein of Mystery Science Theater 3000 and Freaks and Geeks convene weekly to solve the problems of the world, but usually end up talking about comedy and various forms of anxiety. This could be my new favorite show. Sorry, that was a side note. Produced by Alex Brazell, Showbriz Studios. So, as a side note, I should point out every episode so far has been called Test Episode Number Something. So, the clip is from Test Show Number 64. This one is actually live. In fact, it's live at the Improv Lab. It was released July 30th, 2018. In its description, it says Andy and Josh spiral in front of a live audience at the Improv Lab in Hollywood as they work on the first batch of jokes for Andy's 2018 State of the Industry Address in Montreal, plus audience questions and additional spiraling. In this clip, Andy muses on the pros and cons of singing in public and which musicals he has enjoyed. Every once in a while, you've sent me a zinger on a text. You sent me a zinger once, and I cried for days after. Uh, (laughs) We got an argument about it. We've had a few... Not really long. There's arguments. usually like one thing per week that sticks in your craw yeah. till at least till therapy, mm-hmm. and I never know what it is until the next week. Oh well, I came into the last podcast thinking I was going to uh, talk about my mental health and that it would be a topic that would be great because that's what the people. I don't even know what the people. I don't even know there are people listening to it. And I started to complain about it, and it just sounded like I was complaining. But I'm telling you, it's not as easy as it looks. <laughs> But like the other the other week, I was I was you were all proud of yourself because you've started singing in public. Yes, that's true. <laughs> and, now, I, and I was questioning why that was such a great decision. And then a week later, I found out you were all upset that I was <laughs> going. Why are you proud of yourself for singing in the grocery store aisle? <laughs> right, but the thing is, I I thought Yoshi's left the show. He came here from Florida, and he's had enough. Yoshi flew across the country. Let's see what's in the big room. Uh, so I got upset. Okay, because but I also showing emotional spiritual growth. Because my wife, if my wife thinks I'm in the, if we're in the uh, supermarket and I start doing any kind of a bit, yeah, she doesn't like him in the in the supermarket. No, she doesn't want attention called to her herself with my crazy bit. So that's where I realized I shouldn't be singing that loud. Right. That other people hear me. But I need to sing more because uh, I Why was born that? to sing. Oh, right. Okay. Right? Yeah. You, I, I cut you off. No, that's okay. I was just commiserating with Susan. <laughs> no, because what Susan and you are saying is, like, what happened was I was singing a little bit louder than normal. Uh, What's normal? First of all, what's the baseline should be for nothing. singing in a grocery should be store? Nothing. There should be nothing. Shouldn't even be a humming. <laughs> but I'm singing an Adele song, and I'm in the checkout line, and this woman says to me, she's one of the women who works there. I go, oh, that's very nice, she says. And that's all I've ever wanted. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I wanted someone to hear me, and I wanted them to say, hey, not bad, and now let's shut it down on the public in public places. Okay, so you've achieved. It's like, yeah. it's like bowling the perfect game and quitting, kind of. Right. Or my other idea is to put on a chorus line at, at a Gelson's and just, you know what I'm saying? I can do that. I can do that. Here's the meat aisle. God, I hope I get it. I hope I get it. <laughs> I hope I get it. My favorite one, you told me, the Rent, that's the greatest musical. 6,045 second minutes in an hour. Four million hours in a bu-bu-bu-bu-bu-bu-bu. I can't pay my rent. What's up with the rent? I'm really getting nervous. The rent's coming soon. Is that one of the songs? Ah, uh, yes. Right after, I just got my blood test. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that a joke about... Just move on. Okay. Lease, lease with an option to buy. Lease with an option to buy. Hey, hey, landlord, what you trying to do to me? Are any songs in the rent like that? They're all like that. Hey, landlord, what's your problem? I remember I do this. First of the month. First of the month. month. First of the month. It's time. 
I did this. Imp- here's my impression of a. Of people in the in the musicals, I don't have to sing that well because I'm the neighbor's wife. <laughs> <laughs> I'm supposed to be a regular fella, so that's the way I sing. <laughs> See, I saved that. Have I said that on the podcast? Before? No, it's fucking Sa- saved it, saved it. <laughs> and you tell me that I'm a selfish mother. <laughs> If you'd like to contact the show, you can reach them on Twitter at thought underscore spiral. That is T-H-O-U-G-H-T underscore S-P-I-R-A-L. Andy Gidler can be reached on Twitter at capital A-N-D-Y, capital K-I-N-D-L-E-R. And J. Elvis Weinstein can be reached on Twitter at capital J, capital E-L-V-I-S, capital W-E-I, capital S-T-E-I-N. You can go to thoughtspiral.libsyn.com. That is T-H-O-U-G-H-T-S-P-I-R-A-L dot L-I-B-S-Y-N dot C-O-M to find the show website. And I'd like to point out the documentary I Need You to Kill featuring comedians Pete Lee, Chad Daniels, and Tom Segura on a comedy tour of China. Turns out there's a growing comedy scene over there and it's fascinating to see it happen. The documentary was directed by none other than J. Elvis Weinstein. It's currently streaming on Amazon Prime. And assuming you're a fan of comedy and or documentaries about comedians or just documentaries in general, you could do a lot worse than to check out this one. I really enjoyed it. I would recommend it, certainly. It's called I Need You to Kill. It came out in 2017. And finally, our second burst of durst for the episode. This one is called Turning Trump Around, in which our intrepid correspondent figures out a way to change the course of the planet for good. Hey, guys. Will Durst here with a few choice words about Donald Trump and global warming. Not quite a match made in heaven. Rather, it harkens more to that other, hotter location. In the past, he's called climate change a hoax, blamed it on the Chinese, claimed it would turn back on its own, and pulled us out of the Paris Climate Accords, even though hundreds of U.S. corporations lobbied to stay in because apparently they have access to research that seems to indicate that the extinction of the human species might adversely affect quarterly dividends, especially in the retail sector. Not only does he not believe in global warming, he thinks the exact opposite is going on, whatever that is. He's not really sure, but it's definitely not warming or global. However, the administration was forced to issue the fourth national climate assessment, which they tried to hide by releasing it the day after Thanksgiving, you know, when most Americans are recovering from ingesting enough calories to stuff a woolly mammoth, also extinct. The report says unless something is done soon, by 2100, 10% of our GNP could disappear. Well, there you go. See, that's how you reach the guy. Talk about ramifications he can understand. So here are some ways to convince the president that climate change might not be a good thing. Get someone to tell him how rising ocean levels deep enough to bury Mar-a-Lago would depress return convention attendance. Increased humidity guaranteed to make his daily hair scaffolding ritual more complicated. It would certainly affect Melania's complexion, and probably not in a good way. And finally, having all the carts burning up on his golf courses might negatively affect resort revenues. Remember, a dead member is not a dues-paying member. For Succotash, the comedy soundcast, soundcast, I'm Will Durst. Go to willdurst.com for the Will Durst Journal, also known as comedy for people who read or know someone who does. You can also reach out to Will Durst on Twitter at W-I-L-L-D-U-R-S-T. Right? Right. And just like that, the last show of 2018 is drawing to a close. What a year it has been. I spent 10 months of it putting together episodes of Succotash, the comedy soundcast soundcast, and eight of those 10 months preparing to welcome my wife and I's first child into this world very early in 2019. Also, the 16th of this month was my wife and I's 15th wedding anniversary. For those of you who pay attention to this sort of thing, 15 years is the crystal anniversary. What do you want from me? I'm full of tidbits. Somewhat like an actual Succotash. Anyway, 2018 has been the most unique year of my life so far. I have a feeling 2019 is going to top everything on the uniqueness scale, if there is such a thing. 
On January 1st, I have a single dropping. It's a collaboration with Corey Epps, who appeared in the Chats episode of Sakatash, the Comedy Soundcast, Soundcast number 175. He has an album coming out in early 2019 called Love and Liquor. That is capital L-U-V, ampersand, capital L-I-Q-U-O-R. And our collaboration is part of it. It's called Hope, and it will be available on New Year's Day on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, Amazon, Google Play, Deezer, Tidal, Napster, and YouTube. So that's happening too. It may not sound like it, but my head is spinning a bit. So in closing, thank you to my wife and family for being wonderful and supportive of me all these years. Thank you to Corey Epps for believing in my musical ability enough to collaborate on a music project with me. Thank you to executive producer Mark Hershon for keeping the show running for all those years and then deciding when he was ready to pass the torch to someone that I was the man for the job. Thank you to Will Durst for contributing the very best in moderate political comedy. That's what it's called, isn't it? Thank you to Bill Haywatt for announcing the show, and thank you Joe Paulino for making sure Mr. Haywatt is always captured at his best. Thank you, Scott Carvey, for the Succotash theme music you're hearing in the background. And of course, thank you, the listener, for listening and for sharing us with others. For that is what we mean when we gently implore you to please pass the succotash. You've been listening to Succotash Clips, the comedy soundcast soundcast with your host, Tyson Saner. Brought to you by Henderson's Pants and... Imagine your company's name right here. Find us on the web at SuccotashShow.com, on iTunes, on Stitcher Smart Radio, on SoundCloud, on YouTube, on Donder, on Blitzen, on iHeartRadio, and on... <laughs> the Laughable App. You can hear us streaming and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Suckatash Show. Email us at TysonSaner at SuccotashShow.com. Or call into the Suckatash hotline at our toll or call number 818-921-7212. You can also upload clips from your favorite comedy soundcasts directly to us by using our direct upload link at hightail.com slash you slash succotash. Production of Succotash is overseen by Joe Paulino through the auspices of Studio P. Sausalito, hosted by Tyson Saner. Our executive producer is Mark Hershon. Our musical director is Scott Carvey. Our booth assistant is Kenny Durgis. Until next time, I'm your loyal booth announcer, Bill Haywatt, reminding you to please pass the Succotash. Goodbye. Goodbye.